from the Willamette Valley in America's great Pacific Northwest. You are listening to the Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. No matter where you may be listening in this great, big, beautiful world, we all share. Yes, indeed. And speaking of listening, I have a brief announcement for you. As you may recall, I had stated um, some time ago that the uh, time would come when you would no longer be able to listen to my show on your favorite platform. And that time has come. And without going into a lot of explanation, um, let's just say for the time being that for multiple reasons, it was something that quite simply had to be done. So you can no longer listen to um, my program um, on your favorite platform, um, whether that be you know, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, whatever it may be. It is simply not there. There will be some residual episodes older than this one, but as of this broadcast, you will simply have to go to theearnestmanshow.com and listen in there. I appreciate you listening and thank you. Now, moving along, this is episode 211 here on the Wednesday local show for Salem, Oregon, the tragic death of Marchian Allen. Where will this go from here? This is a very tragic story. And because it hits so close to home, I thought it was only fitting that, um, well, I do this. So it seems as though um, there was a, uh, a uh, death that uh, happened. And this was uh, in March. This goes back to March the 28th. And um, what I could do is, I got this story, and I'm not going to read the entire story, but if you want to look it up, it uh, it is on the Kaiser Times, and it is of today's date, and um, it is coming from the uh, Salem Reporter. And um, this is, yeah, this is really awful. Um, this woman was simply coming home from work. And um, she was struck broadsided by a, another vehicle and ended up dying as a 
consequence. And like I said here, I'm just going to read a little bit before I go into this a little more. And it says here, um, the driver of a pickup truck involved in a fatal accident in March sped through a Salem neighborhood and drove through a stop sign without stopping before colliding with a cyclist, according to witness accounts and video obtained by Salem Reporter. The cyclist was killed. Authorities say the investigation into the March 28th crash that killed Marjan Allen, a state worker and local cyclist, is still underway after nearly seven weeks. Reports were submitted to prosecutors on Friday, May 12th. Police earlier identified the pickup truck driver as Samuel Landis, 37, an on-duty agent for the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration. The federal agency has previously said Landis would not comment and it hasn't responded to a series of questions about the conduct of its agent. A Salem reporter investigation found that the pickup truck driver drove down Leslie Street at excessive speed, past the stop sign, and into the intersection at Southeast High Street where the collision occurred. Neighbors in this tight-knit community at Gaiety Hill responded immediately that afternoon to tend to the injured cyclist. They shielded Allen from the rain and traffic as the driver spoke on his phone and paced around the scene but did not approach the victim. The Salem Police Department reported at the time that Landis drove into the intersection and crossed the cyclist path. Salem reporter established the sequence of events surrounding the fatal collision through video and interviews with witnesses. Witnesses asked not to be named. Some said they did not want to draw attention to themselves at the expense of the victim's family, with others saying they feared reprisal from police for describing what they saw. The fatality was initially investigated by Salem police, but then was turned over to the Kaiser Police Department. The Salem agency said it was doing so because of its partnership with the DEA and a local task force. Now, There are immediately, in my opinion, questions that come up surrounding this because <clears throat> there is obviously the issue of liability. But to go a little deeper into that, this is actually a two-part question because when we're talking about the liability here 
What it ultimately comes down to is not so much a question of the liability, but perhaps the cause of that liability. Now, bear in mind that this was an on-duty DEA agent. Now, they are liable for exactly what they did. Witnesses, they have video, they have eyewitnesses. I mean, that is just simply hands down a, uh, an open and shut case as far as that's concerned. However, the difference here is, can you imagine what it's going to mean that if it was just simply somehow out of just negligence that this happened somehow or that this occurred because the on-duty DEA agent was actually under the influence of drugs or alcohol. Now, if that doesn't add irony to this tragedy, I don't know what does. And you'd go back just for a moment here. And this is what I feel is also very telling. Because the main thing here, um, where they mention this part, it says, were witnesses asked not to be named? Some said they did not want to draw attention to themselves at the expense of the victim's family, which totally makes sense. But it's the other part, with others saying they feared reprisal from police for describing what they saw. Okay. So let's see if I've got this right. The citizens are worried about reprisals from the cops. Let that sink in because what happens, what do you think is going to happen in a city, and this should speak volumes right here, where the people are so afraid of the police that they don't even want to be named or come forward. Does that sound normal to you? Does that sound remotely, you know, open and democratic? I don't think so. I think besides the tragedy of this woman's death, besides that, it's the additional tragedy that the citizens, at least these citizens, and actually it could probably guess it's a hell of a lot more than that, where they are afraid of their own police. They're afraid of their own police. That is not, uh, that's not a good state of affairs to be living in a city, in your own city. Either because 
the cops in reality are that corrupt and you would have to worry about reprisals and generally speaking this kind of thing happening i'm talking about reprisals it's nothing new it does happen and it certainly has happened here now of course you know we know that most cities especially and this is a you know it's the capital it's the state capital but all things i mean it's a relatively small city it's dwarfed by portland portland everything is you know everybody lives in portland by comparison um actually it is the third largest city in the state of oregon um of course portland followed by eugene then followed by salem so but this is the state capital and i think that it really speaks volumes when your own citizens have to be in fear of reprisals from the police that you pay through your taxes to uh well be police and these people you know they're not this this did not just come out of the blue this um they have a long history they meaning the the police departments at least as far as salem is concerned as they many times they very quickly close ranks circle the wagons and protect their own so this is um you know a moderate sized city let's say but unfortunately it can have a very uh provincial a very small town attitude and i have witnessed that firsthand myself and so we're not alone here this is this is not you know anything strange that is what i feel is what is the secondary tragedy of this because of course again regardless one way or the other this guy is dead to rights as far as i'm concerned guilty that's not an issue of that um but if this would involve a cover-up because an on-duty dea agent happened to be under the influence of drugs or alcohol well i think you can pretty much piece together what would happen as far as the wrongful death lawsuits that are going to follow that's going to happen one way or the other but of course it would be far far worse if that were discovered to be the case but in this case you noticed how they close ranks very closely 
Because, for instance, here's what's not mentioned. If this were guaranteed, this is guaranteed. If this were anyone else, as in a citizen, and again, I'm saying a regular citizen, again, not a council member or the governor or the assistant, you know, or the mayor, none of those folks, just regular citizens. If this happened and it was a regular citizen who was driving the truck and was responsible for what happened, you you know it's standard procedure that there would immediately be a test. Of course, they're going to, you know, call the ambulances or whatever services, you know, immediately to, to help try to save the person's life or get them to the hospital. But also a standard procedure, you know that any driver would have been instantly given a drug or sobriety test. If not a field sobriety test, they would have been taken for a, again, a drug or sobriety, you know, alcohol testing. That's standard procedure. And there wasn't word, not one word mentioned about that, nor to the best of my knowledge was it even mentioned. And this is what I'm saying is the secondary tragedy here. This is my example that I'm giving about very, very quickly they know, and they demonstrated it. They demonstrated this. They closed ranks and they closed, they circled the wagons very quickly. Because why? Well, it's one of their own. And not just any one of their own, not just a regular officer. This was an on-duty DEA officer. So that's, you know, as far as what the example that they are supposed to set, meaning, you know, I don't know, what could that be? Being anti-drug people? Think how horrible that would look in the press or the media if that came out. But again, if I'm if I'm wrong, if I failed uh, if I failed noticing this, but to my knowledge, there wasn't any mention of any test or nothing on site that could have and should have happened immediately because, very simply put, this would have happened with any other citizen. Hands down. Standard procedure. So, that's my thought on this. And, as I'm sure many of you know, that um, sometimes, depending on the situation, the wheels of justice can turn very slowly. And sometimes they just completely go off the tracks. We don't know quite yet where this is heading, but I just wanted to put this notion out there for you to think about. And um, it's a terrible shame about this woman and
I suppose all I can say is I hope that she's in a better place. So, until next time, just remember there are no bad words, only bad actions.